Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Minimalists Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn, and I'm sitting in a booth by myself today. Well, not really by myself. Sean is here, our fearless producer, and Ryan is in a separate booth. I'll talk about that here in a second and exactly what we're doing in two separate uh, recording studios right now. But we have some really exciting news for you. Our documentary, which is called Minimalism, a documentary about the important things, just came out in theaters May 24th, so a week ago from this recording, and it hit number one in theaters, the number one documentary of 2016 in terms of uh, theatrical box office openings. And I just want to say thank you. We are so grateful. We've worked really hard over the last three years really curating the most beautiful film that we could make. And special thanks to Matt Diavella, the director of the film, and, of course, the folks over at Spire Media who helped us put this film together. We're finally getting this out in the world. We're so excited. And when I first got the email from our distributor, I couldn't believe when it said that it was the number one documentary of 2016 so far. So thank you so much for that. A lot of great reviews for the film have come in. And, in fact, we're doing a special episode of The Minimalist Podcast today Some friends of ours, uh, Jessica Lynn Williams and a gal named uh, Melissa, they run a a podcast called The Mind Palace. And so Jessica actually works with us. She helps us out with a a lot of the the social media stuff we do over at uh, Facebook and and Twitter. And um, her and Melissa just sit down once a week and have these amazing conversations about living a well-curated life. And when people often ask us, what are other minimalist podcasts we recommend? That is, That tends to be the first podcast I recommend. Well, they sat down and had a discussion about the film, and, and they tend to stray from the film quite a bit. And all of their discussions are great. I would encourage you to check out their, their podcast over on iTunes or, or wherever you listen to podcasts. But we're going to give you today the conversation they had uh, last week when, when the film came out about the film. If you are looking for some other solid reviews as well, uh, you can go to the Boston Globe or Washington Post or Toronto Star, and the Chicago Tribune also did a review of the film. We'll put links to those in our show notes if you want to check those out. Also, uh, we're going to end today's episode after you hear from Jess and Melissa. There'll be a, a track from the soundtrack of, of the documentary. So uh, a friend of mine who wasn't always a, a friend of mine, a guy named Andrew Clifford Kappiner, and, uh, well, he, he's the, the lead singer of, of my favorite band, a band called Parlor Hawk, and they're from Utah. And I knew I wanted him to, to make the music for this documentary, so I reached out to him and begged him for about six months to, to work on, on the film. He eventually said yes, and he teamed up with this Grammy-nominated producer named Nate Pfeiffer. And together they formed a band just for this soundtrack to the film, and the band is called We, which is spelled V-V-E. And they just put the entire soundtrack up on Spotify and Apple Music and Google Play and probably some other places as well. We'll put that in in the show notes for you too, but we'll also end this episode at the very end here with another uh, song from the soundtrack. If you listened to to last week's episode of of the podcast, you got a sample of one of the other tracks. We'll put a different one at the end of this episode, and I hope you get a chance to check out all of those songs. It just makes the, the, the whole movie so much better. Uh, and, and emotional. It really brings out the, the emotion in the film. And so I'm really, really grateful that they were able to, to put this music behind a message we really believe in. 
Uh, Ryan and I are right now in Canada. We're, we're both in separate uh, recording booths here in, in Toronto. We're at the CBC recording back-to-back-to-back interviews uh, for the CBC radio stations in, I think, every province up here. And, and I just had a quick break, and so Sean and I are tucked away in a, in a mic booth right now with a little digital portable recorder to record this intro. So Ryan and I uh, will be at the premiere, the Canadian premiere of Minimalism at the Bloor Theatre in Toronto on June 1st, Wednesday, June 1st. Now, that's been sold out for a while, but the good news is there will be some tickets at the door. That's the very last stop of our tour. Uh, We wanted to bring it up here to Canada. But it will also be in Canadian theaters starting June 8th. And, of course, in the United States, uh, the film is still playing in some theaters uh, throughout throughout the entire summer. You can find your nearest theater or request a screening in your town at minimalismfilm.com. Or you can also pre-order the film online, especially if you're not in the United States. Don't worry. The film's still coming to you. It's going to be available worldwide online, uh, including six hours of bonus content. So we went out and we got about 1,000 hours of of footage, more than 1,000 hours of footage when we were making this documentary. But we uh, obviously couldn't fit all of that into a 79-minute movie. But there are a bunch of amazing interviews we we just couldn't include, but we still wanted you to have access to. So if you want to pre-order the film, you can go to theminimalists.com slash order. You can find all the details there. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And now I hope you enjoy this episode from Jess and Melissa of The Mind Palace. Oh, and by the way, there are some curse words in this episode. So if you have kids in the car, you may want to skip this one for a while. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Mind Palace podcast. You are here with Melissa Keane in the northeast of England and Jessica Lynn Williams from Maui, Hawaii. This is a weekly podcast which explores what it means to live a well-curated life. Happy Minimalism Film Day! <laughs> it should be a new holiday. I know, it should be a new holiday. At the time of this recording, the Minimalism Film is coming out today, May 24th. So I guess the first screening is probably happening in just a few hours in New York City, and then it will be showing across theaters, across the United States and Canada, and then and we also have the, um, the film available for pre-order on Vimeo. This is so exciting. Like, I feel like we've been talking about this. Like, we've been getting ready for this day for a long time, and it's finally coming to fruition. It's so crazy. Oh, it's so exciting. Like, this is, like, the second time I've watched it, and it's just, it's such an incredibly genuine, like, documentary. It's amazing. Yeah, I think that's, I think, like, one thing that I can, like, I have to say, like, overall the film like one thing that I really appreciate about it is that it's completely like devoid of any ulterior motive it's strictly about like the well-being of human beings and like this planet you know and it doesn't I mean grant it doesn't really make you feel like super bad about your consumption like it's not a guilt film it's just like the facts kind of film and then it shows you how you can do things better and that's what I love because sometimes you can watch these documentaries and they'll show you like the very worst of everything and that's pretty much all they'll show you and you'll walk away saying okay like I feel like I have reason to do whatever this documentary is telling me to do or think however this person is telling me to think or whatever Um, but it doesn't really like if you don't walk away 
with tools or with like a different way of life that you can try, then it's kind of, it's kind of worthless, you know? So it's, it's amazing. You have all of these people like in the film, there's so many bloggers. It's crazy. Yeah. There's, it's definitely, it definitely showcases a wide variety of different minimalists. And I think that's, what's so nice about it. Like there's no, there's no one right way to do this. There's so many different ways, but it's all them people connecting like on that level. And I just found it totally and utterly like breathtaking. And I, I really didn't yeah. expect it because it's something that me and you have both been doing for, for quite a while. You know, we've read all the minimalist books and so it, their stuff's nothing new to us. And I was really like mm. surprised at how engaging and amazing it, it was. And even like, even I learned stuff from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it doesn't, it's not necessarily about how long you've been like involved in the movement or like been thinking this way. Like they have something new to bring to the table because like what they have to bring to you is a feeling, like a feeling that things can be better. And there's nothing better than that feeling in my opinion. I was listening to this podcast last night by Rob Bell and he's a really, he's a, he's a good he has a really great podcast. And one thing that he said, he said, have you ever had somebody walk up to you and try and convince you of their cause or somebody try and ask you to, um, to donate money to a cause or something like that? If, if you said no, odds are they're coming from a place of like, we have to do something about this. We have to do something about this. But he said, how much would it change your approach if they were to walk up to you and be like, look at what we can do. Look at what we can do about this. Look at how we can be a part of like a massive, beautiful change in the world. And that's such a more beautiful and genuine and enticing place to come from, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And oh, I just, I loved it. it. It made me really, really emotional. And at first I didn't really <laughs> yeah, understand why I got I, yeah. like the end of the movie I was just it was like happy tears but you know when your eyes just leak <laughs> yeah. and you're like I'm not really entirely sure what's going on here um I think it just it's not very often that you watch anything that or, or that you're a part of anything that you really think like shit this is going to change the world like that's what I actually thought when I watched it because yeah. you know I think a lot of people read books, but the the movie is going to reach so many more people, and mm -hmm. this is this is just going to explode. And it's so exciting because I thought about when I first uh, found the minimalist, when I first found their blog, and how that's probably like the one single moment that I can say like it really changed my life like I wouldn't I wouldn't be the same person I wouldn't have the same values I wouldn't be living my life in this way if it wasn't for them and mm -hmm. I know that so many people are going to watch this movie and they they're, they're going to have that moment and they're going to have that feeling and that's just that's just incredible it's such an incredible like movement to be a part of and I'm I don't know like I'm just so proud of how like how it was put together and it was, it was visually so, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was. And I, for me, I think the reason that I teared up, I think is because like, the thing is, is like, we get to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you and I, like we kind of do like 
our own thing, like separate from the minimalist, but obviously like Josh and Ryan are our friends and, and, you know, everybody on that team and, and a lot of people who are also involved in the movement. And I think what it is, is that like, we're involved in something that's like, that's bigger than ourselves. And we felt, we felt the impact of it, like on a very personal level. And I think that we all intrinsically know what it can do on a global scale, you know, and I, I understand that like not everybody's going to buy ethically and fast fashion will exist for a long time. And like, there's a lot of changes that are yet to be made. And there's a lot of people that won't get to see this film who really should, but it's such a step in like the right direction because I mean, like it's, it moves you so much and you think if it moves us, like it's got to move other people, you know, like we're all humans, we have emotions and yeah, yeah, it does. And I mean, I've never watched anything with no ego. Like it was such a humbling thing to watch. I was, I was thinking about it as I was watching it yesterday and I thought, I wonder how many hugs there are. Like during the course of this movie, I would love for somebody to, to sit and count how many hugs there are because I just bet there's no other documentary out there that has that. Like it just, it hits you right to the core because it's, it's so genuine and it's so basic and it's so yeah. simple and it's just accessible to everyone. Like everyone can live their own version of minimalism, whatever it means to them. And it was it was nice to see so many people on, you know, so many different paths in life who have that collective agreement of what it means to live a well-curated life and what it means to live mm. like a good life. Yeah. And it's so important that they brought that in because I feel like, a lot of people tell me that like, I feel like a lot of people like tell me that like it's a phase that like, I'm not gonna, you know, to be like, Oh, you know, a lot of people think it's a phase, you know, when you get into minimalism, people are like, Oh, well, you know, that's okay. That's cool for you. And, and they kind of like treat it as like a cute thing. Is it, you know, people like always a hippie. People always say to me, Oh, that minimalist thing, that minimalist thing you're into is <laughs> though. Yeah. Is though it's like a passing yeah. fad. Like I'm some t like angsty teenager that's just decided to care about something yeah. for a bit. Cause it's cool. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's so not that, you know, it's not like, I mean, there's a difference between like, being passionate about owning less stuff and living a well-curated life and like being a stupid hippie that's like who needs jobs man just eat <laughs> leaves you know like it's a totally different thing i mean it's like it's approaching life like yes there may be some hippie qualities to it because it's like yeah we should love the earth but how is that like a hippie thing i just don't understand like the dirt on your feet provides gravity so you don't fly off into space and we're not supposed to love the earth I just don't understand that concept. It's a pretty important. Hold on, thing you're telling me I'm not supposed about. to love the earth. I know it's crazy, I love the but it's nice. They approach it in such a like in such a uh, logical manner that like the naysayers to me, it's like if if you if you can be a naysayer of like at least that it has value. Maybe you don't want to be a minimalist. That's totally cool. Like nobody's going to knock down your door. I mean, if you want me to, I can, feel, <laughs> you know, a low if flat rate <laughs> of $500 plus a plane ticket, but <laughs> I'll bang down your door and be like, Hey, get rid of all your stuff. But like, but that's, I, it was just beautiful. It's just good. And they, and it's like, it's really nice to have people representing who you are in a way that like, 
like that's good. Like if somebody was to watch the minimalism film and be like, oh, she's a minimalist, I'd be like, exactly. That's exactly what it is. They yeah. represent it so properly. Yeah, it's something that you're you're proud to be a part of. And the way that that movie was portrayed, like there's just, there's not one part of it that I like turned off. And I am such a daydreamer. Like I, I'm just constantly daydreaming. So I find it very difficult to watch anything or even with books and that like I, I have a very short attention span. And I was so glued to it. Like, mm. it was just, it was incredible. And I think that it really highlights in, not in a positive way, but, you know, consumerism. Like, it it really, sorry, it doesn't show it in, like, a really, really, like, oh, I'm not explaining myself properly here at all. The way that that is portrayed, Doomsday. I think. Hmm? doomsday yeah kind of thing like it's not like a doomsday thing yeah but it's it's also something that it's like no like this is we all need to need to wake up and understand and just be more conscious of everything that we're doing because like that's that's what's important and i'm reading a book right now and it's about fast fashion and it's even you know I, I follow a lot of people on Instagram who are very into, you know, like sustainable fashion, which is amazing. It's great, mm-hmm. but it's it's still very market marketing and very advertising. And oh, like if you spend one hundred one hundred pounds, then you get this free gift, or blah blah blah. And I what? just think that it's still part of the problem. Like, fair enough. Yeah. When when it comes for you needing to buy something, if you can't buy it secondhand, buy it ethically. Great, but just because something's made ethically like it still has an impact on the environment like consumerism is the problem you can't just switch the goalpost and just because it's so-called sustainable just means you can go out and buy as much stuff as you want no that's that's not the point it's about being conscious of everything that we're buying and why we're buying it yeah it's like it's the um it's kind of like I was actually looking for an article on sustainable fashion yesterday for the minimalists, uh, social media page. And I found a, like, I found a website and it was this girl who was like a self-confessed shopaholic and she had seen the light. And, but like the way she talked about it was like, so here's the sustainable options. And like, it was kind of like, and I still love shopping, like sustainable shopping. Let's go to the mall, like the sustainable mall, you know? And it's like, that's not, I think like the hype is what people got to kind of let go of. And it's hard because like, it's hard to let go of the hype of consumerism. I mean, like when you're a kid, you know, like, what do you hear? You hear like collect all 12, you know, like that's what they tell you about toys. It's just, so it's built into us and they address that too. Like in the film, they talk about how in the nineties, America's went, Americans went on a buying spree, um, you know, and they would purchase like a bunch of shitty products from China. I think the, the woman who spoke about it was Juliet Shore. She's a sociologist and, um, it, and that was really, as somebody who was born in the eighties, I have to say that I don't remember a time where it wasn't like that. And it's really fascinating to see somebody talk about that in like, in such an outlandish way, like, look at what we've done. It's like, well, that's just life. But you, you you learn about it over time, about how it, how it wasn't always that way. No, yeah. And I think something that really scared me when I was watching it was when they were talking about advertising and specifically advertising for children's toys and how they used to oh market it to 
like parents or to to mothers and then yeah. they switched the goalposts because they realized it's a lot easier just to go straight for the kids and how like how prominent that is in today's culture you know and the, like kids are so innocent like how can you expect a child to know any better than to just fall for something like that like it's just it's man- manipulation on just the lowest lowest level and that just terrifies me like the fact that that's what our society is built on nowadays and that's the kind of things that we've got to do I mean there's a part where Ryan says that he has to try and sell a cell phone to a five-year-old like if that if that is the world that we're living in like I don't know anyone who doesn't want that to change because it's just it's not right like consumerism on the whole is the problem it doesn't matter how ethically made something is if you're buying like 50 ethically made tops each year or you buy one top from fast fashion like it you know it it's just you you can't justify it would those be better things. to buy one fast fashion top than it would be to buy 50 sustainably made tops yeah it would and i mean i know that i like saying that kind of feels a little bit weird you know but at this like at the same time though like it's true you know it it just it plain is but it's but the children thing, like uh, advertising to children, it's so, I mean, like advertising is mind control, like straight up. It's true. Like that's all it is. It's just like manipulating the mind. And the difference is, is that like as adults, you and I have the capability to discern what these advertisements mean. But like kids, most of the time, like don't have that yet. And to try to exercise that, um, like judicious quality to know if something is advertising or not not only as an adult but as a child it can be really hard because they slip it in so good yeah and we've but we've built up this tolerance for it though like a lot of adults don't even know you know they're not aware of how often they're manipulated each day it's only when you you look further into it and look deeper into it that you you realize what's going on but it's it's really it's really hard like it's a hard thing to gauge and I think that that's what's scary about it you know because you have to constantly be thinking it because you're fighting against your own natural instincts you know we we have this Mm -hmm. urge to accumulate that's like it's just part of our the the way we are and to to be aware of that that is how you kind of put a stopper in it you know but it's mm-hmm. it's still like I mean I can still find myself you know sometimes being attracted to something especially if there's a if there's a magazine when I go to the doctors and I'll have a flip through it it's really hard not to be drawn in by stuff like that and even as minimalists we're probably still you know under a little bit of a spell in some ways and it's it's that conscious effort all the time of no, do you know what? I don't need that. Like I really don't need it. That's why I think stuff like you know putting yourself on a shopping ban <laughs> is a yeah. is a really good way forward. At least to just try and like curb any of those sort of like emotions and feelings. Yeah, and I, I like I think I totally agree with you. You need something to bring you back down to earth. And what's nice is I think that's what this documentary does. 
and like I still feel like a draw draw to buy things. Like if I if I stop at Target to pick something up that like I wouldn't expect to be like at another store, which either like but I don't know, for some reason when I walk into Target it's like it's a nightmare. My brain just like it starts shutting down and I start <laughs> looking at like you know, little like animals that are like really kitschy like statuettes and like these candles and I start looking at their furniture and I'm like what am I doing you know like fuck I'm a minimalist what am I doing like I gotta get the fuck out of Target because it it just does something to you that like when you walk through you're like imagine what my house could look like if I could just get that nightstand and then you're like okay hold on like this isn't this isn't you don't need a new nightstand. It's just hang on, just back away from the home goods section. And I feel like, you know, whenever I want to change something about myself really badly, I start reading a lot about it and I start watching like documentaries and listening to podcasts. Cause I feel like, you know, when, when people are like, Oh, I want to get into this habit. I want to get into this habit. It's like, okay, well, like I think that information will probably convince you better than just telling yourself you have to get into a habit. Oh yeah. Um, facts. I think especially the facts for stuff like that, they're, they're pretty scary. It's something that can definitely <laughs> like terrify you into change. But I think, you know, when you are talking about Target, like at least you're aware when you walk in that shop, you know, like you're aware of what's going on. I think it's the, it's the ethical stuff. Like we, we went at the weekend because we, we had one nice weekend here. It was it was amazing. It was sunny for all of like two or three hours, <laughs> and I went to, I went to the air shops to buy some natural sun sun cream because we didn't have any at the minute. Um, so I went to this place over here Which called by the Holland Marit. What sorry? Cancer. Which, by the way, sunscreen causes cancer. Yeah, well, exactly. You get traditional sunscreens. But I'd gotten burnt like the weekend before hiking and I've got a wedding to go to. So I really need to even out my T-shirt tan lines. (laughs) No, well, I know. I mean, I know you like I know you're like, you know, I I knew you were buying that stuff. I wouldn't have announced that wouldn't have been like, by the way, Melissa. But no, but like it's, you know, (laughs) you know, you know that. But it's for other people who don't know that because I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put on sunscreen so I don't get cancer. I'm like, oh, look at all the cancer causing chemicals inside of this little bottle. Yeah, it's that that's that's another freaky thing. You know, like you, you don't you don't know what what we're slathering on our bodies. You don't know what you're buying. But anyway. I went to this store over here and it's called Holland and Barrett and it's all like mm-hmm. natural and organic. So I went and we bought um, sun cream and then I just started looking at the essential oils and then oh I started God, looking at some, oils, some of the other natural beauty products and it was, it's so easy to get like drawn in because I think, no, this, this is really good for you though. Like this is good stuff. You know, it's, it's natural, yeah, it's yeah. organic. Yeah. But it's still like consuming. Like, do you really need it? You know, and it's yeah, it's really it's, hard because I think that it can be used as a market employee, you know, as like a guilt-free purchase. Like, mm-hmm. oh, but this is natural. Yeah, but okay, but do you need it? Like, do you need three natural mascaras? Or is that yeah. excessive? You know, like, I think that that's, that's the new demon that's coming up and that that's something that we've got to be aware of because I see it way too often on Instagram and you, you walk into shops like that and even I'm easily swayed and I've been a minimalist now for like two and a half years but you know I'm aware when I walk into supermarkets that that's what's happening but when I walk into these like natural herbal shops I just get so absorbed in it 
and that's that's what can be dangerous and it's good to know like what your what your kryptonite is you know like it's good to know like what your thing is that you're like you know like oh if i walk into best buy i'm gonna have to do some fighting and that's i mean it's it's kind of what's nice about buying online even though like there's a whole nother gamut of things that you can like be sucked into it's it's totally different than being in person because being in person you can hold the object and Mm-hmm. If you look at like the way they set up like Apple stores, the reason they set it up the way that they do is they have like all of these uh, all of these tables and they have you know the phones out and you can pick them up and you can touch them, and they've done studies and they've figured out that if you touch something and if you hold something, you've already become attached to it more so than if you hadn't touched something before. That's so like they're insane. increasing your attachment. I know it's crazy. Like they're increasing your desire to like own that thing. Like, just by allowing you to touch it. I mean, that's... It's scary. It's definitely terrifying because it's so subtle. You know, these people who advertise, like, they know their stuff, you know, and it's a lot of it is science. Like, they know the Mm -hmm. way that your brain works and they know Mm -hmm. what's going to make you want to buy something. I don't know about you, but that that really scares me. And it scares me that we're using that tool to get people to buy stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. all, all these steps that we've taken in science and how now it's being manipulated in that sort of way. Like that makes me kind of sad. Like I think that because you because we're trusting you know you you trust the government you trust these companies because you think that they've got your best interests at heart you'd like to think mm-hmm. that and it's just not the case no the, like the government or the companies like i honestly think like if you think that like the government or like any corporation has your best interest at heart no like i'm sorry but that's not like unfortunately how the world works and What's really nice about, like, I think the film overall, too, is that it brings it back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we can try, we can all try and, like, jump over these barriers and try and, like, legislate all of this stuff. And, like, we can really try to do all of these things um, and, 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 like, go through the quote-unquote man, you know, to try and accomplish, like, a less consumeristic society or, or whatever or have more sustainable shopping but like what i really like is like the film brings it back to you. Yeah. And they say this is your responsibility. Like you might be a victim in the sense that advertisers have like gone through and grabbed onto your mammalian brain and twisted your desires to be something that feeds their needs and their wallets. But no matter if they it's their fault or not, fault is not the issue, and being a victim isn't going to get us anywhere. So stop buying so much shit and start living meaningfully and really start paying attention to what is going on around you. And I have to say, like, the fact that I walked out, like, I guess, I mean, the first time I saw it, I saw it in Los Angeles at a festival, and I think the first time I walked out of that film, I didn't feel like a victim. I felt powerful. And, like, there's nothing better that you can do to encourage somebody like in a movement than to empower them, to let them know that they can make a difference and it's not by spending money. Yeah. Because it's, it's so, it's easily accessible to everybody. Like anyone can do this. Like Mm -hmm. that is incredible. And you're right. You you walk out of it thinking 
okay, how am I going to change my life? You know, how has this impacted me? Because I think it impacts it in a really, really big way. Like the way that they put the noise of consumerism against, you know, the the peacefulness and, and people talking about how amazing minimalism is. Like, I just, I couldn't think of any other better way for it to be put across. And what's great is that some of the stuff that I noticed was that, you know, it's not all in bare rooms. You know, you've got these people who, oh, yeah. you know, believe in minimalism, even if they don't call it that. And, you know, some of the scientists especially had, you know, like corners full of books. If you're a minimalist, you can still own a load of books. Like minimalism is about you and it's about you getting that use of stuff, you know, like not buying stuff frivolously. And I thought that that was portrayed really nicely. And like, just can I just say how like lovely was Leo Babauta on it? <laughs> when he was like, this he is like great. a really good plague. <laughs> oh, he's so lovely. He's just like, he seems so agreeable. Yeah. And like, just like so easy to talk to. Yeah. But like, you know, a lot of these people do. Like it's, and that's what's nice is I don't, I don't feel like. I don't feel like they're trying to convince me of anything because the thing is, is the evidence of like this, of like this world of advertising and consumerism, like we don't need to see, like, we don't need to see that, you know, like we're subjected to it on a daily basis. And even though they do show some images of like Black Friday, which I do think is really important regardless like they know that the evidence is right in front of us and it's more so about getting past it. But I do want to talk about the Black Friday stuff because like man, I was watching that, was that like they had one part. I felt like I felt like it it was like how can this not be a mental illness? Like you're laying on the <laughs> ground fighting over a box in your in your mid 40s. Yeah. How can you not have a mental illness oh, there? You know? That woman that was screaming I mean, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm so scared. Like, you're attacking me. And I was like, oh, God. I don't even think I mean, any of them like knew what was in the somebody. boxes. No. No. I. It was like, it's just, it's crazy. And the, and I know that's not everybody, but you got to hit that wall. Like, you ca- you got to see that other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. as well and juxtapose that with like minimalism to really get a full understanding of like where you can meet in the middle or closer to minimalism because it's better anyways yeah because that's the extreme but everyone falls on a level of the spectrum you know so like how how often are we guilty of just walking in and picking something up and just buying it kind of mindlessly you know like that's on like a ridiculously extreme level but i think that everyone's yeah. guilty of that at certain points in their life probably more than most of us would like to admit and that's what that's what's scary about it you know because i think that, that i think there was some like imagery from like times square and stuff and we are just bombarded mm-hmm. like there was so much noise like the noise is constant and it was like it, mm-hmm. i mean I, I can't go into shopping centers i just the I really feel anxious shopping and being in that sort of environment because everything tells you that you are not enough. You know, you are not good Mm -hmm. enough. You are not thin enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not like, and it's exhausting. I feel like when you're in that sort of lifestyle, it's just a constant battle. And then when you saw the elements of minimalism, it just seemed so like peaceful. And I just thought, you know, this is, this is, the part of minimalism that I love. And I think that it's really hard to articulate to other people 
like how good it feels mm. and i think that the movie just it showed it so so well and like you say like all the people in it were so empowered by it and you feel mm. empowered just watching it because you know that it's something that you can go home as soon as you've watched the movie and you can change your life like you can change the way that you think and you don't have to you don't like have to be on this like roller coaster of consumerism you can choose something more peaceful and just more in harmony with the earth because like god we're absolutely destroying it and it's nice to think yeah, that there's a big movement of people that uh you know like trying to protect it and try and like live alongside it and balance that yeah. And I want to I want to say too back to the New York scene that you were talking about. What about those bags? Like the people were walking around with these bags and they said like believe on the side and it was like in this really whimsical lettering that looked like Santa could have written it. And like the, there were these red bags and it was just so like I like when I saw the word like believe like on the side of a shopping bag. That was like I thought that was a really incredible like moment because what it was saying like you should believe what's in this bag like this bag is gonna make you know it's labeling something what's in this bag is going to change your life and you're going to feel better and you're going to be more beautiful and all. it's kind of why I like living in Hawaii because nobody gets dressed in the morning it seems like <laughs> everybody wakes up and they just walk out of the house like wearing whatever they have probably not showered in three days because it's a hippie <laughs> It's like a hippie colony. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I like that imagery that you've left me with there. Maybe <laughs> I'll move to Hawaii. No, but you, you're right though. And it's so, it's so subtle. It's so manipulative. Like, believe. Oh, like bullshit. I call bullshit. I would love to just, yeah. there's a, um, if anyone's ever watched An Idiot Abroad, <laughs> Carl Pilton carl pilkington gets asked what superhero he would want to be like what sort of superpower he would want and he said he'd want to be bullshit uh-huh. man and i just think i would love that like just <laughs> wandering around going it's bullshit like bullshit because a lot of it is like a lot of the stuff that we consume that we read that we get told by companies and governments it's the majority of it's bullshit like it's all just hearsay and people talking absolute shite and it was nice to watch a movie that you can believe what they're saying. You know, they're not trying to sell you something. They're not, there's no ulterior motives. Like, it's just like a genuine hope for the well being of other people and like empowering them in that way. I think that's incredible. Yeah. And, and they also, one thing that's really nice about the film is they talk about the how versus why or the why versus how, rather. Like, they, they talk about the why you should do it as opposed to like, you know, here's like a good way to declutter your closet. You know, it's like every time I see an article or a blog post like that, I want to just throw up in my mouth because it's just so, it doesn't like, it doesn't give you anything. Like you could literally just take all of those things and just throw it in a bag and just like give it to Goodwill. And I know Goodwill isn't the best company in the world, but like you could do that. And it's like really simple, but it's not about that. And I think what's nice is like, because they go into the why, they take it to a different point. It's not about decluttering your closet. It's about a new life philosophy where you get to be in charge of where your money goes and you get to decide 
how other companies and other people affect you and your decisions to spend the money that you have worked for with the time that you have on this earth. And it like, that's what it's about. And man, like there was that one point where, fuck, I'm forgetting his name. He's a, he's a stockbroker. Um, oh, AJ Leon, was it? Yes, AJ Leon. Like the point where he talks about how his, like he was going to, he received a, he was going to be in a position and he was going to receive a raise and he realized like that he couldn't like walk away from that large sum of money yeah and and how he didn't envy his boss's life it was like i man like that part i just like my heart just like stops when i watch that because i i feel like there's so many people that like are trading so much of their lives for the money yeah and they want to just like get to a point you know like i want to just get to this point and i just want to get like you know, my head above water. And it's like, dude, like you don't have to keep on treading water. You can just float and it would all be okay. And you can like enjoy the world around you without having accomplished X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But we, we don't get told anything different. You know, success is for a lot of people, how much money they're making. And that's really, really sad. Like that's sad that that's what we're judging things on and I think that we've we've got really confused between happiness and money you know we think that you have you have to be earning a certain amount of money to be happy and that being rich means that you're happy and it's just it's so not the case and I think that the majority of the time it's the opposite like I've been to Thailand with people who just have nothing like they really they don't have anything and they mm. are so much happier than we are. So, so, so much mm. happier. And they have nothing. Like, it's it's not about money. It's about connecting with people. And it's about using your talents to do and be to be a power of something good in the world. Like, mm. that's what it's about. And I think that, that that's what was really nice because it was about the connection, you know. It was about connecting with other people. And that's what's been amazing like becoming a minimalist and meeting other people who are minimalist because like they're all such genuine lovely people you know in their own little ways and it's just it's so incredible to be a part of I just I couldn't see anything else like nicer about it and what I really liked as well was you know Josh and Ryan kind of sunk down right into their depths going into their past and some of the stuff that they'd been through and I think that 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 really hit me hard, you know, because I think that you can look at people's lives from the outside and think, oh, everything's perfect. And I think that they had a quote from Jim Carrey on it saying that they wanted everyone to be rich and famous to realize that's not the answer. And somebody said like, oh, yeah, well, like, that's great for Jim Carrey to say. Yeah, but like, he's the only one who can say that. And it's nice to be able to to watch something and think that, you know, you can go through all this shit and you can you can come out the other side and you can still make something good of it in the pursuit of money in the pursuit of any kind of like status like that it's not it's not going to make you happy it's not going to make you more secure like the only way to do that is to consume consume less and live within your own means mm-hmm. and like there like there's a security in that like there's a security in knowing that you can be okay 
like that you can feel satisfied without other people supplying that satisfaction or without paying other people. Yeah. Like if you like, I mean, like you can feel satisfied without buying a bunch of shit. Like you I can. think you feel like better. You have the capacity to do that. Because I mean, yeah. you get, you get the initial like high, like I always say people who are driving around in ridiculously nice cars or who live in really big houses and I just think, God, how stressed you must be all the time. Like, I don't like parking mm-hmm. in car parks because, like, sometimes I get stressed that I'm going to, like, bump my car or something. And my car isn't even worth that much. <laughs> like, I think if I was driving around in a really nice car, I'd just be constantly worried about it. Like, when you own really nice stuff, it's like people who have, like, the newest It bag or the newest iPhone. I mean, I've got an iPhone, but if... It's something that, you you know, you're constantly buying the newest thing. I just think it stresses you out. Like, for the first few months when I get, like, something new, I'm just, like, paranoid about it. I'm like, oh, God, what if I, like, drop my phone in the toilet? Or what if I, like, crash my car and smash it up? Because you've spent so much money on it. Like, you've invested in it. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes this worry. It just becomes this weight on your shoulders. And actually owning less and having less stuff to worry about is so much better than the tiny little bit of gratification you get from like spending money and getting something that you want. Yeah, it's so weird like that that we can take like the concept of time that we've spent like we can take time and we can purchase a thing with it. And that <laughs> thing that we purchase People don't think about it like that, that amount of time. And the thing is is like I feel like if you like the thought process a lo- amongst a lot of us it's like if I spent a lot of time to earn that money to acquire that thing that thing is more time and like I'm just trying to acquire more time and like I'm just trying to convince myself that that I'm supposed to be like that I'm going to be here forever you know and I, I really think that a lot of this is about like not facing our mortality too to be honest with you like that's really what I think a lot of this like consumeristic shit is about um it just it seems to me like we're trying to um we're trying to avoid a a kind of difficult truth by purchasing a feeling yeah and instead of trying to dig deeper and like and kind of sit with that you know like and, and like rest with that and be okay with that and understand that like you can't just like purchase like eternal fame and even if you do purchase eternal fame the fame will outlive you and you won't even be there to experience it <laughs> that is so true and i think i think what's scary is how insidious a problem advertising has become you know even like you are you are manipulated so many times that you don't even realize it's even stuff like instagram you know, like now yeah. companies sponsor ordinary people or, you know, like quote unquote ordinary people, like bloggers and different people, you know, to sell their products. And you don't even realize that you, that that's being sold here because it's just whoever posting a picture of them with a protein shake that's been sponsored mm. and they've been told mm. exactly how to take that picture, what time to, to put it out, what what to say Mm. what caption to put underneath it and that's that's where people have to get their backs up you know because 
yeah like when you walk into a shopping center you know you know that people are advertising and people are trying to get you to spend money what you don't realize is when you're going through your facebook feed or your instagram feed and you see celebrities or even i mean it's not even celebrities nowadays there was just do you remember that girl who quit social media yeah what was her um, name something I think it started like it starts with the E, like I don't know, like Essa or something like that. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it Asena O'Neill, maybe? Yes, Asena O'Neill. That's who. She it was. Uh, she quit social media, obviously because you know it's it's pretty narcissistic. <laughs> on the but she had whole. thousands of followers though, and she yeah, had like created yeah, this she had kind so of many. Like, false life. Hundreds like, of thousands. Where she like, yeah, yeah, and she like created this false life of her like living lavishly and she would just get dressed for all these Instagram posts. And then she kind of had this moment where she realized that she was manipulating like masses amount of people. And like, they didn't know that it was advertising and she quit social media and like stopped wearing makeup. And I'm like, man, she's, I think she was like 18. Yeah. My God, I was so stupid at 18. God, (laughs) you know, like you're making some smart choices. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But it's, it's so nice to see somebody stepping back from that. But the problem is that she ended up, I think she started, I think she got her Instagram back or some, somehow she shared some of the photos that she'd taken during the course of her being on Instagram and what had actually happened. So her drinking a, a green smoothie or something and it it would have been a sponsorship from i i don't know like whoever and you would never you would never have known that just flicking mm-hmm. through like you would have thought oh green smoothie you know what it is i quite fancy a green smoothie oh what's that company and you don't even realize that that company is paying that person a hell of a lot of money to manipulate you. It's so subtle. And I think that that's, you know, a big reason why the minimalists, you know, don't believe in advertisements and and we don't because I don't think there's any good way to sell something. You know, like a product should just stand on its own. Like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't need to be manipulated to buy something. Yeah, and like I don't like I don't think like do you really want to convince I I don't know I don't know if I'd want it like if I had a product I don't know if I'd want to do very much convincing for them to purchase it anyways because then it's like if it sucks they blame it on themselves you know it's like well you, like you chose to buy this but this is kind of like you know it's kind of like the podcast it's like well like it's free and it's your choice to listen to it so I like I don't think I'd ever want to like force anybody or manipulate anybody to, into listening to it no definitely not and that's that's what's nice because going back to the movie it just it portrays it in such a nice light and it they've got the like the tiny house movement and that that is something that i mean it's extremely radical but you know with the space that we're all taking up nowadays and the amount of rooms that we have in our houses that we don't even use and it's it's about you know like being economical in every way you live your life you know, and trying to to take up, you know, as least space as you can and just being more considerate of like the environment and also to yourself, because at the root of this is the fact that consumerism doesn't make you happy. It doesn't matter how many things you buy, you know, like spend your money on experiences. Don't build a house full of shit 
and expect that to make you happy because it just won't and there's there's nothing against that but and I mean I'm someone who like I did love fashion and I still love clothing but I don't really love fashion because it's just it's so manipulative and it I think that what could be used as a tool to empower people is used as a way of just making shitloads of money and that's that's sad you know it it's sad that we that there's so many people benefiting from like all these corporations and companies that are, that are selling all this shit that that we don't need like it's crazy yeah it is and like we have to realize that like the purpose isn't to make us happy the purpose is to make them money which they think will make them happy so as long as we realize like as long as we understand the motive then like we're like we're in good hands and i think that's that's really what this film does is it, is it it puts into perspective who's doing what why they're doing it and how you can change things and i mean really like the entire film is i think part of the reason personally that i wasn't like I didn't get bored at any time is because they really, they make it a story, but really three stories are happening in this film. The first story is of like people like Josh and Ryan and, and other people in the film, you know, like Joshua Becker and Courtney Carver. And, um, it's the story of their lives and like how minimalism has impacted them personally. And then it's about like also like economists and sociologists and psychologists and, all of these people who are also explaining to you what advertising and what consumerism is doing to you. And then the third story I think is, is, is environmentally what we are doing to the planet. So it, it goes between those three stories. And I think it keeps you interested because you're not just staying with somebody else's story. You're not just experiencing what's being done to you. And you're not just experiencing what you are doing to the planet but you're understanding all three in a very strong, cohesive way. And it's a very linear, it's a very linear storyline, but it takes you so many different places from in so many different perspectives. And I think there's nothing like having that understanding. Like if you want to create a habit or change your life, there's nothing better than just like taking time to inform yourself on the matter and then you can convince yourself. But if, like, you don't have the facts to do so, you're not going to be able to force yourself into, like, a habit, you know, of, of getting rid of stuff. You have, to, you have to arm yourself with knowledge and make yourself feel powerful. Yeah, and I think that what was really nice for me is the fact that, you know, we've created a society where there's not a lot of trust like people don't feel like they can trust other people and they don't feel like they, they can trust the government or pretty much anyone who rules a big part of their lives. And it's nice mm -hmm. to watch a movie like that and watch all these genuine people and to be able to put your trust in somebody, in, in these people and to know that it's well-placed. You know, like there was, a, there was a few moments in the movie where they'd go and do a book signing and nobody would show up or they would go to do like, oh, like one person would show up and they'd go to do a talk and there'd only be a handful of people there. Like they're doing it for the love of it. Like they genuinely want to spread this message, whether it's to like one person, whether it's to a few million people, which is <laughs> like definitely where this is going that's that's genuine you know and that is that's so powerful it's nice to know that 
these people aren't just trying to like scam you out of money they like they genuinely want the best for everyone in the world and i think that that's just amazing yeah there's no there's no ulterior motives they're not trying to sell you anything they don't want anything from you like and that's awesome if you like yeah it's awesome it's an amazing film so if you guys if you guys would like to see it <laughs> um you can go to minimalismfilm.com and there you can uh you can like find a local theater i think it's playing in theater theaters until late june um and if you go to um minimalist or the minimalist.com slash order then you can order the film on vimeo which it's a pre-order so after you purchase the film it will be released to you on august 2nd and coming along with the um with that purchase is also six hours of bonus footage which i like i'm excited about i they're like there's i like we all collectively like myself marla and jeff saris and Dave Talupe, all of them from Spire Media, and Josh and Ryan, and uh, like everybody that's on the team, uh, Sean Harding and Dave, Matt Davella, we all like read books um, by all of these people that are involved in the film, and, and like I'm so excited to see like what those questions are and how they went because it's just like they really, I mean, they really dug deep and found like the really really good people that know a lot about these topics and. It's, I mean, it's going to be really fascinating. And what's really cool is the Minimalist podcast just released today. And I posted the, like, I post when there's a new essay. So last night at like 1230, I got online to post the new essay for the Minimalist. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're releasing some of the bonus footage on their podcast. So I think it's, uh, I, I, I don't know what the URL is, but the Minimalist most recent podcast, it's titled Minimalism. You can go there and you can listen to that, some of that bonus footage. Well, now I've got something to do after we'll finish recording. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. It's quite sad, but I would I would love to just sit and watch that Excel footage. So in that footage, are they interviewing like some of the people who are in the movie? Does it just go into more depth? Yeah, yeah, it goes into more depth because of course, like in the film, they have to... Like, you know, they can only include, like, certain yeah. clips. But obviously, there's still, like, it's a tre- treasure trove oh, still. You know, it's still a gold mine. There's still, like, plenty of people that are really, like, well-versed in, in all of these all of these fields. Oh, God. And so then... That's going to be incredible. Get to, like... I I'm going to binge I'm so on that excited. so bad. I'm going to buy some food <laughs> and I'm going to sit in all day and watch interviews about minimalism. <laughs> I know, I know. It's gonna be so good. So you, yeah. So you can, um, and so it's in theaters May twenty fourth, which is uh, while we're recording today. And I'm honestly like thinking about like, I'm honestly just thinking about posting the podcast today. Like as soon as I have it edited, just having it go up. Even though like we're a day late, it's like you know what? No, it's minimalism film day. We got to do it. Yeah, I think so. Jingy and do it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do it. Just send me the audio ASAP and I'll try and edit it and get it all up there like ASAP. Yeah. Because like this is important stuff. Like just flat out. This is really important stuff. And it's exciting. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really, it's a good team. I'm so proud of everybody. They all did an amazing job. And and man, like if, if you guys are, are ready to like change your life and and think about the world differently or you know, even if you've already been invested in minimalism for a while, like Melissa and I have, which really isn't that long in the grand scheme of things, but it's a good amount of time. Um, no matter where you're at, 
it's uh, it's always good to learn more about the world around you, and they do a great job of that. Yeah, I'm so excited to be able to share this with like people like me, dad, and friends. You know, oh, wow. who if I'd given them the book, they wouldn't they wouldn't have read it. But I know with this movie. I'm I'm going to be able to show them it and they're going to understand. Like that really excites me. Yeah, that's I mean cuz like people don't really read books and honestly like, gifting somebody a book is like, "Hey, I'm taking 8 hours of your time or however long, you know." Yeah. Like, here you go. Like now make sure that you dedicate like several hours to this. Cuz I'm going to ask you questions nice about you it can... later. <laughs> Right. So like, but a film is different. You can like watch it with them and, and like it's it's entertaining. People are always looking for like I don't know, like good things to watch. Yeah. It seems to me like there's like you know, there can be like some really shit T V shows and movies out there and this just doesn't fall under that category. No, it doesn't. I think like it's one of them things that you're gonna be able to come back to. You know, because I mean, not like you don't fall off the wagon, <laughs> but everyone has those moments, you know, where you're like, whoa, like what's going on? I feel a little bit disconnected again. And it's nice to be able to to watch something like that and to reacquaint yourself with, you know, all the reasons why you fell in love with minimalism and why you want to live this life. Yeah, it's important to have a reminder because sometimes like, you know, you get so immersed in life um, that you can kind of lose sight of like what's important no matter who you are you know and like that's a really important thing to keep in mind and and that's why that's one of the reasons why this film is is so good and i can't wait to watch it again because <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> yes no it definitely definitely is and i want to say one thing too the soundtrack amazing absolutely spectacular they really used music well like some of the tense music i could feel i could feel in my chest like (laughs) it really was like you know when they had this when they had the stuff on about like black friday and stuff like whoa yeah like visually as well like it's so beautiful that that part where josh is standing i'm guessing it's in a desert somewhere Oh yeah, that's that's the that's the salt flats. Oh my in, god! Um, in Salt Lake, or not in Salt Lake, in, in Utah, it's, it's outside of Salt Lake, and it's like this, it's like this expansive, like, I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily a desert, but like, it's just, it's completely flat. It doesn't really rain that much, and it like, it's just amazing. It's like, it's like you can look down at your reflection. Oh, it's insanely beautiful, and I just thought, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, and they um, the band is We, and it's um, it's two guys named Drew and Nate, and I'm we might be releasing it. Um, we might be releasing the uh, soundtrack. So, man, I oh like keep God. your eyes open for that because that <laughs> one. I I'm not gonna lie, I have the soundtrack, and I've been mildly impressed <laughs> with it over the last few days. I feel like oh, we're probably fan girls. No, but honestly, oh yeah. <laughs> We have proper fangirls, but man, like, like this team deserves it hard. Yeah. This team deserves it hard. Definitely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this week. It was such a pleasure to talk about this film and like to just banter back and forth about it. And again, if you want to learn more, uh, you can go to minimalismfilm.com and there you can either, you can find a theater in your area that might be playing the film. If it's not playing in your area, um, 
if, if you're in the United States, you can request the film to be in your area and you can get the film to play. Um, it's also playing in Canada and then the worldwide wide release is August 2nd where you can order it on, uh, on Vimeo and, um, yeah, just go to minimalist.com slash order and there you can purchase it for 20 bucks. Not so bad. Oh God, I'm excited. And also I just wanted to say a big thank you as well, because if you're thinking, whoa, Melissa's audio is insanely clear. <laughs> oh yeah. Is like, does it feel like Melissa's behind you all? <laughs> That's because I actually am. No, but <laughs> I just want to say like a really huge thank you to all the people who have donated to us and supported us because we're finally invested in a decent microphone so you don't have to deal with static. And I'm really hoping that <laughs> I've got all the settings right because there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on with this one. So I'm probably saying thank you and a it may sound like shit on your end i really hope it doesn't but yes thank you so much to all the people who've donated and all the people who've listened to us and i think we're, we're coming to the end of this season now so next season we hopefully will be shit hot audio wise even more so than this time yeah hopefully we'll i know i'm like crossing my fingers like maybe we'll get two microphones maybe we'll get two <laughs> microphones it's it's hard it's, it's like expensive but it's just so it worth it when you hear that that audio quality just yes. ring through your ears it is definitely and if you would like to contribute again to us you can do so because we're still we still need to buy jess a nice new microphone <laughs> i know maybe i should be like hey guys i need a new microphone i'll just like cover up my <laughs> like I'll, I'll decrease the quality yeah. as time goes on to entice people <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yes so you can go to the mindpalacepodcast.com scroll to the bottom and you can donate to us there and you can now work with us too can't you jess yes you can yeah if you'd like to work with melissa you can go to the mindpalacepodcast.com slash curate or if you would like to cultivate your passion you can go to with me you can go to the mindpalacepodcast.com slash cultivate and um yeah we're here to help you and we're here to get involved and help you along your your journey into getting uh your capsule wardrobe properly in order and cultivating a meaningful passion yeah it's it's been exciting all right guys well thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week bye guys